Good morning, class. Good morning, Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, no matter how long it's been that way, how bad, how tough it may have been, there is a way over it. There is a way of victory. And the Lord, by His Spirit and through His Word, He'll show us. If we'll ask Him, the Bible said, ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, you'll find. Knock, it'll be open to you. And so uh, He's not trying to figure out a way. He already knows. And He can show you, and life can be so, so much better. Things can change so quickly if we give the Lord our full attention and full compliance, full obedience, full trust. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, and let's, uh, just as in starting out right now, as an act of, uh, of this, by being in the class, saying, Lord, I'm, I'm under your hand. I am giving you my full attention. I am listening. And I'm ready to do what you tell me to do. Father, all of us uh, reverence you. We thank you for your goodness. We do trust you. We believe in you. I know there's a bunch of unbelieving people in this world. And it's sad for them. Some of them will never change. But that's not us. We trust you. We love you. We, we believe in you. We rely on you completely. And we reach out to you right now for this day, our daily bread, and for answers and help for this place in our life. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, in 1 John 5, let's continue in our study of faith that overcomes. We've seen in 1 John 5, 4 that says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. That's a big statement. If it's in the world, you can whoop it. You can beat it. Is that right? Yes. You can, if it's in the world, you can overcome it. Why? Because you're born of God. You're born of undefeatable material. You, you know, people talk about a chip off the old block, you know. They take after their, their father, their mother. Well, who's your father? Who's your daddy? God, hallelujah, the Almighty, you've got His spiritual DNA and makeup. And that is the makeup, not of a whimpering coward, but the makeup of a conqueror, a champion, a winner, an overcomer. Come on, somebody say, I'm born of God. I am. More than, More than a conqueror. I am. I am. By the grace of God. 
an overcomer, a champion, a winner in him. Hallelujah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And there are times you got to remind yourself of that. Right? Because stuff will come against you and try to tell you that you can't and there's no way. But that's when you answer back and say, yes, I can. And there is a way. I know his name. Hallelujah. So uh, in, in, in Romans, the 10th chapter, we notice this, that the gospel is called the good report. The good report, Romans 10 and 15 How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, or shalom, and bring glad tidings of good things. What is the gospel? Uh, That's a big question and statement because the gospel, Romans says in the first part of this book, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. What is the gospel is the power of God. What is the gospel? It is good news of good things. Here this says glad tidings, glad news or a glad report of the good things. Verse 16 says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, uh, or uh, as the literal version, uh, Young's literal says, by a report, and the report by the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing the report of what God has said. Well, fear comes in a similar principle. It comes by hearing the bad report of what the enemy says and what unbelievers say and defeated ones say. And it's our choice what we listen to and what we believe. Faith is always a choice. When you hear somebody say, I I just can't believe that, they said it wrong. There's no such thing as a person who cannot believe a thing. By nature of what faith is, Faith is a choice. You hear people say this, well, seeing is believing. No, seeing is seeing. And believing is not seeing. (laughs) Why do you say that? Well, Hebrews 11, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things what? Not Not seeing. Not seeing. So it's like so many other things. People quote things like their Bible. They quote things like their Scripture. And many times they're absolutely contradicting Scripture. Oh, you've got to watch what you hear. You've got to watch what you read and listen to and watch. Um, did you know the devil quotes Scriptures? Remember in, on the temptation in the wilderness with Jesus? He quotes Scriptures, but not in a good way. He twists them and tries to misapply them and distort them. Thank God you have somebody that safeguards you, if you'll listen to him. The author of the book lives inside you, and he'll tell you what he was saying in the Scripture. 
and what it means and shows you, show you the other places that connect to it. Go to uh, Deuteronomy, if you would, the first chapter. We, we were looking at Numbers 13 and 14, and if you haven't read that, let me encourage you to take the time, read carefully Numbers 13 and 14, because it talks about the bad report and the good report, or evil report, good report. And... Um, Twelve spies went into the land. They came back and brought the report. And they said it's a good land, but there's giants there. And you've got the whole crowd of hundreds of thousands of people believed the bad report. Nobody believed the good report except Joshua and Caleb. Of course, Moses is still leading the people. He's, he believed it. but they, uh, this, is, this is astounding. It shows you how negative most people are. They are much quicker to believe a bad thing than they are a good thing. And the, um, uh, you know, look at the uh, proportion of good that is reported on versus bad. Why? Because bad sells subscriptions and bad gets viewers and bad, you know, uh, gets more advertising spots than good. And people think in order to have a good story, you have to have something bad. You gotta, you gotta, there's gotta be some drama and some seriousness, elsewise it's, it's boring. Hey, I'm fine with good and then good and then some more good. Come on, y'all with me? And then what? Good in the morning, good at noontime, good when the sun goes down, right? It's kind of tired. It's like getting tired of 80 degrees in the beach. It's just like it's 80 degrees again and the beach is nice. So bored. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get tired of your bills being paid? No. All the time. No. Being out of debt. No. You know, just year after year. Out of debt. Being healed and feeling good. Day after day. Huh? You can, you can take it for granted. You can get used to it. But you should be thankful. And you should stir yourself up. And if you're not... If you're not out of debt, if you're not feeling good, if you're not in these things, God's will is that you are, that you become. Now, that's the, that's the giant step right there. I, I, it didn't take me long to say that, but much of the world does not believe that. Much of the church does not believe that. Believe what? That it is God's will for you to be saved, healed, filled, thrilled, blessed, needs met, now, many people say, well, we just don't really know about all these things, you know. Maybe it's not God's will, you know. You learn more through doing without, and, you'll, and your, your piety will be developed by having to suffer this terminal disease. What does that even mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? What does that even mean? You ask people like that. What's piety? They couldn't even tell you. No, friend, 
They're calling good evil and evil good. And we are forbidden in Scripture to do that. We're going to, that's from Isaiah 5. Don't, commands us don't do that. Keep reading here in, in Deuteronomy uh, 1, or let's, let's start reading, I should say. Verse 8, he had told them, behold, I have set the, the land before you. The margin says, given the land before you. Go in and possess the land, which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their seed after them. Did they have a word from the Lord? that he had given them the land. Do you enjoy something just because God has given it to you? No. You've got to possess it. Can you see this? Even though God had given it to them, most of these folks never enjoyed it because they, they didn't have the faith to possess it, to lay hold of it. Keep reading. Skip down later in the chapter. Verse 19, he said, when we departed from Horeb, we went through that great and terrible wilderness which you saw by the way in the mountain of the Amorites. As the Lord our God commanded us, we came to Kadesh Barnea. Now this is that same place that we read over in Numbers. This is the border of the promised land. You go any further, you're getting into the promised land. You're getting into Canaan's land. They're there. And it's time to go in and take it, possess it. Had God given it to them? We just got through reading. We're going to see it again here. Verse 20. You are come to the mountain of the Amorites, which the Lord our God does give to us. Was God debating whether or not he was going to give it to them? No. Was he waiting on them to attain to a higher level of piety to deserve it? No. He's already made up his mind. And he's already granted the land to them. And he can do it because he made the planet. If he says this is yours, huh? he don't need to file anything with the land office. <laughs> he made it. And he gave it to them. And it should be happy time. It should be, wow, God, you gave all this to us? Woo! It should be celebration. But that's not what happened. He said, verse 21, he says it again. This is about the, the third time already in a few verses. Behold, the Lord your God has set the land before you. Like we said already in that first verse, that, that same word translated given earlier. He has given you the land. He has set it before you. He has said it's yours. I've given it to you. Now what? Go up and possess it. You must receive what God has given you. And that word receive can be translated take. Take it. And this is where a lot of people don't, they don't see it. They don't believe it. They're like, well, look, if God wants me to have it, uh, you know, he'll see to it that I have it. And that's not how it works. It doesn't just fall on you while you do nothing. And once he's given you something, you got to believe it. Then you got to take it. And there is an enemy who will try to wear you down and keep you from taking it. And that's what they ran into. And they were like, well, it's not our land. It's their land. It's the giant's land. But God, as far as God was concerned, it was already theirs. 
But because they were going to have to use their faith and they were going to have to put forth some effort to experience it, that first generation never got it. They never enjoyed it. And that's how it is today. There are people that if it'll just fall on me and God will make me do it and he'll do it for me without me lifting a finger, then yay. (laughs) But if I have to actually do something, no, you mean there's giants over there? I have to, I got to get up and get dressed and put on my weapons and we have to go fight? Yeah, but I'm not a fighter. Well, then you'll do without. Because you must fight, even today. You must fight the good fight of faith. Somebody said, oh, no, Brother Keith, no, Brother Grace, grace, grace. Grace has already done it all. Yeah, but grace didn't receive it for you. Mm. What grace has so generously, kindly provided, bought and paid for and given must be received and laid hold of by faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you don't lay hold of it by faith, you won't enjoy it, even though it is bought, paid for, and given. That includes spiritual blessings. It includes solical blessings. It includes physical blessings. It includes material blessings, family blessings. All of those things are represented by Canaan's land. All of the richness The houses, the lands, the crops, the flocks, the herds, the orchards. That's all a type of all the good things we have available to us in Christ. We got a better covenant established on better promises. Better than what? Better than what they had. And Abraham was rich. He had some stuff. And people got healed under the old covenant. And ours is better. Somebody say better, better, better covenant, better promises, better mediator, better. But you better take it (laughs) if you want to enjoy it. Verse 23 says they they, they sent the 12. And when they returned, verse 25, they brought the fruit of the land. This is, can you see, this is uh, another account of the same happening. So you'll get some detail here that you didn't get in the other. Uh, They took the fruit of the land in their hands. They brought it down to us and they brought us word again. There's that report. They brought us the news. They brought us the report and they said, it is a good land which the Lord our God does give us. Notwithstanding, you would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. What was the commandment? Yeah, but verse 21, the Lord has set the land before you. Uh, Verse 20, the Lord has given you the land. Back in, what was it, verse 8, I've given you the land. Go in and possess the land. The commandment was go get it. Go take it. You know, even when God miraculously rained manna out of the sky, they still... Had to go get it. Is that right? You couldn't just lay in the tent and say, I'm hungry. I wish I had. 
something to eat. Well, get your little self up and get moving. Is that right? Get, it, get, your, get your man a pan, your bucket, and get it in gear and go out there and gather it up. God does not do your part for you. He doesn't. He doesn't receive for you. And he wasn't going to take it for them. He wants them to be a part of this experience. It's learning. It's training. He wants you to grow up and be a being, a son of God. Now, both male and female are sons of God. He wants you to be a son of God that has the capacity and capability to rule and reign with him in his eternal kingdom. And you can't be a wimp and a scaredy cat and a coward. You can't be rebellious and won't listen. Come on, can you see this, guys? All of this is training down here. Will you listen or won't you? Will you obey or won't you? And when, you, when, when the Lord says, here it is. Come get it. <laughs> he wants to see some initiative. Right? He don't want to hear you whining and griping and making mistakes. He don't want to hear you crying about how big the giants are or how tall the walls are. He wants to hear some faith come out of you. Oh, come on, Clay. He, he wants to hear some courage. Notice how many times he told them and others, be strong and very courageous. You don't have to be big to be courageous. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of education. You don't have to have a big vocabulary. You got to have, make a choice that you believe in someone bigger than you. Hallelujah. And someone who is good to you. And someone whose word cannot fail you. And when he says, here it is. Go get it. You go, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> and there you, right? Right? And there you go. There you go. So he said, no, you wouldn't go up. Verse 26. Why did they wander around for 40 years and die in the desert? Help me out. Why? They would not go up. They rebelled. Against the Lord. This is not something innocent. This is not because they didn't know enough. You couldn't say they didn't know God could do it. What kind of miracles have they just seen in Egypt with him getting them out of there? It was a choice. It was their choice. A, an unpersuadable heart. The Bible calls it an evil heart of unbelief. He said, and you murmured in your tents, and you said, because the Lord hated us. He brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our heart. They, they said, the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. And we saw, uh, we've seen the sons of the Anakims there, the giants. Then I said to you, dread not. Don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God which goes before you, he will fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And in the wilderness where you've seen how the Lord your God does bear you. 
as a man bears his son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet in this thing, you did not believe the Lord your God. Moses, Joshua, Caleb, God himself couldn't convince them. Couldn't talk them into it. That he had given them the land and he was able and would help them to take it. They said no. And then they decided, he hates us. God hates us. You ever heard such stuff? People are saying these kind of things for today. I don't think God likes me. Lies. And it's not innocent. It's not can't believe. It's won't believe. It's a refusal. It's a defiance. Lord have mercy on them. Right? If that's been you, you can change. I said you can change. You do not want to circle in the dry (laughs) the rest of your life and lament about what could have been, should have been. Life is short. Days are clicking by so fast. Have some courage. Huh? Strengthen yourself. Gird up your loins. Strap on your gear. Is that right? What if we make a mistake? God will help us. Right? What if we zig when we should have zagged? Well, we can call on the Lord. and he, Help, Lord. Is that right? We, we, we just say what Peter said. Help, help, help. But you've got to give him something to work with. You've got to give him something to bless. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Said out loud, I will not not. rebel against the word of the Lord Lord. and refuse to obey him. him. I will, will. by the grace of God, God, lay hold, hold, possess, possess, receive receive what he has given me. He is well able able to bring it to pass pass in my life. life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I will see see the goodness of the Lord Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. And our time's up today. It's working in you, brother and sister. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. At the end of the week, I always like to speak over our partners. I know many of you are uh, word partners with us, word senders, and because of that, we're able to send this all over the world. If you want to be a partner, there's information on the screen there. Notice that phrase we just read earlier in the class. These people said, God hates us. They believed a lie that the Lord didn't care about them and their situation, and that'll block your blessing. That will keep you from getting what you need. First John talks about believing the love that God has for us. Let me lead you in this confession of that. Said out loud, Father God, I trust in you. I believe you love me. I know you don't hate me. I know you're not against me. You're for me. And if you're for me, what evil thing, what enemy can successfully be against me? Thank you, Lord, for loving me, taking care of me, helping me. You are my Father. I believe your love. 
Hallelujah. We speak increase over you, blessing over you. Your seed is being multiplied back into your life. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We'll see you again soon back here at Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.